you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. It is 8.04am. I'm looking out the window. I'm seeing the sun pour through on this freezing cold but clear day. You are joining us this morning and we are doing a number of things. But the first of them is getting into the quiz. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Who made this seemingly surprisingly Surprising statement. Sorry, not surprisingly. <laughs> surprising statement. Who made this su- seemingly surprising statement? Wow, there you go. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. And of course, our amazing prize for this week is the Days of Daniel board game, which we want to give to you for free. You just have to win the draw, and to get into the draw, you have to answer these questions correctly and of course it comes with the prom- uh, with the promise that we can come and play this game with you if you're in if we are in your area we'll even give you because we'll send if it. you invite us that's right we, we'll send it to you we'll send it to you and then you can practice and then we'll come and you'll have the advantage i'll still probably win but regardless uh we would no, i'm just i'm just joking i, I love being Competitive. I think I think I've I've just got a real competitive gene in my body. But it's got up to six players can play, so we can have a whole group. That's of, great. We can have the whole family come around and just just anyone five years and up. Yeah. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, can you read that quiz question? For I us? did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Who made this seemingly surprising statement? And we've already got correct answers pouring in. Great job. We do have a text message coming in, and I have to censor it because I can't give the answer away. But William writes in that he, too, shares the experience. When we're talking about our last quiz question, uh, he, too, shares the experience of being called this by his his dad, uh, the, you know, the, the name of that animal, which shall not be named, but I, <laughs> but I will give a little little clue away um, that yeah, his dad would call him Eeyore, Eeyore, Eeyore. So, <laughs> Is so, that a bit of a strong clue or what? Yeah, there must but, be a giraffe yeah. or a hippo or something. <laughs> hey, 0491064669. Sky writes in, still waiting for your visit to play Days of Dead. I would, well, as I know, as I understand, I I believe Skye's from the, the Northern Rivers area. Oh, she's up north somewhere. Yeah, some somewhere there. So the next time I get up, Skye, I, I, will, I will be on a mission to play this game with you and your family. Like, I, I promise, I am here for it. Uh, so, hey, yeah, d- absolutely. This is, the, this, is, this is the thing. The listeners want it too. That's why we offer it. The listeners are keen for it. But, hey, again... You can get into the draw and win this amazing prize. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we have come to the time where we are going to open up the Bible and mm. get into the Word of God. We've been following through Ephesians on... Wow, I was completely wrong, actually. Just just real quick, Sky does not live anywhere north. She actually lives south, <laughs> very south of here, like in South New South Wales area. But hey, we are going to get into the book of Ephesians, which we've been looking at all week. We've been working our way through chapter one. And we had covered yesterday, Danuta, looking at this idea. Actually, let's let's read, if you can get for us, verse 15 of the book of Ephesians. And let's read through to the end of the chapter. Mm, Chapter 1, verse 15 says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, 
Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, mm. the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I've got that one circled in my yeah. Bible. <laughs> yeah. That you may know what is the, and I've got this word circled, hope mm. of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance, that's circled in my Bible too, in the saints, mm. and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, mm. which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Mm, Isn't that a beautiful passage? I love this passage so much. Now, we were going through yesterday and we picked up this idea, well, over the week that we've been through so far, again, starting with this idea here that in 13 and 14, which we didn't read this time, we've got this Paul, this conclusive statement, ultimately laying out how it is that someone has the experience of salvation, that they Mm. first hear the gospel of Mm. their salvation and they believe. As a result of that belief, they're sealed with the Holy Spirit, which Mm. comes with the guarantee of inheritance until the redemption, which is ultimately the redemption is the second coming of Christ. and That's the full redemption, yeah, because we're redeemed, of course, through Jesus Christ now, Mm. but the fullness, absolutely. Absolutely. So this is the experience that people have following Jesus. Then in verse 15 and 16, he kind of reflects that onto the Ephesian people and the church in Ephesus and says, this is what I have seen with you. And he says, I'm so grateful for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, you know, I give thanks to the Lord constantly mm-hmm. that I've been able to see this in you. And then, you know, making mention of you in my prayers always, verse 17 comes in and it's basically Paul outlining what he is praying for the Ephesian people. Mm. And we saw this idea yesterday. What we particularly picked up on was that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would be given to the people and it would mm. it would do a couple of things for them, that it would give them understanding, their understanding would be enlightened, that it would give them the hope of his calling and they would understand the the riches of his glory and their inheritance and the exceeding greatness of his power. And when they would understand these things truly, when they would come to a full understanding of you know, the hope that we have in Christ, mm. the power that God has to work in our lives, mm. it's through understanding and through living out these things that they would be having that experience. And I kind mm. of touched on yesterday, it's often that we sit here, particularly whether it's in ministry or maybe you're a church member who's active in your church and you're seeking to have that great experience with Jesus, but you don't seem to be having it. You know, mm. it, it might seem though as though it's something that's over the precipice for you. You know, you're on one side of the hill and you're trying to peer over and you're like, man, what, what do I need to see or what do I need to understand to then come to a place where I can say, wow, Jesus Mm. is truly working in my life and I'm having an amazing, fulfilling experience with this. 
And we commented that it's these things, which ultimately mm-hmm. get at having a constant and consistent experience with Christ. You know, constant, re- and it's the Holy Spirit that does the empower and gives the insight, yeah. and gives us the insight into yeah. each thing. You know, and as we pray, that's why we need to pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit, and that things are revealed to us as we, as we seek in God's Word, isn't it? Really, mm, absolutely, yeah. and it's through God's Word because it, it's through God's Word that the information that would give us this perspective is presented. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to sink that into our hearts, into mm. our minds, and bring us to a place where we are understanding that and then living us out. Because if you understand mm-hmm. the richness of God's power, right, mm. the greatness of God's power, it's mm. like, okay, God is incredibly powerful. And then you understand the hope that you have in him and the, the love that he has for you. It's like, okay, God is incredibly powerful and he loves me. Mm. Then is that not the greatest enabler of faith? Because it's like, oh, well, I can trust in God because he is this. Like, he is powerful. And when we read God's Word and we see the stories of, of and I mentioned this yesterday, I heard a powerful sermon recently, a couple of weeks ago, Byron Neustraten sharing about David and Goliath. It's like, we can read God's Word and see, well, if he saved David, he can save me. Mm. You know, if he, if he worked through the Israelites to, you know, if worked through Moses to emancipate the, uh, the, Israelites, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the Israelites, the Israelites, <laughs> if he worked through Moses to do that, then why can't he work in my life to find mm. me freedom from things that I'm struggling with? You know, if even in, in a monetary sense as well, it's like mm. when, when Israel had become, you know, very broke during the period of, say, this has happened a couple of times, but let's say in the period of Joash, you know, and, and that the temple is down, you know, all decrepit. And he puts out a box and he says, this is for the temple. And all of a sudden the riches flow in and the temple gets supported again. If he did that for Joash, then why can't he do that for me? And again, this isn't prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. This isn't, oh, God is going to make you yep. um, drippingly wealthy or anything like that, but more that he will support you with what you need. If I believe that God has the fullness of power and that he has total love for me and he's given me this amazing inheritance that mm. that that is again the enabler of faith and that's the work that the holy spirit is doing in us working in our hearts to communicate that and so that we can live that you're listening to the breakfast show contact us on 0491064669 now that's the place that we got up to yesterday now we come to the idea of re- resurrective or resurrection power. Mm. This what is being shared in these verses, and again, as we saw there, you know, the redemption of his perfect possession, you know, uh, to the praise of his glory. We see that there is this redemption coming, and the the big question is, well, what enables that redemption? You know, how can we sit here confidently as Christians and say, yes, I believe that Jesus will come back and collect everyone who is righteous, who has chosen him, and he will bring forth the the dead into life. How can we sit there and be so well, the, confident? Yeah, yeah. Well, the beauty is, is that, that Christ's first coming mm. guarantees his second coming. Mm. But at the end of that first coming, the most crucial thing happened is was, is not just the death of, of Jesus on the cross. Mm. If Jesus had died and not risen, what, where would be the hope for us as Christians? Mm-hmm. Well, for any believer, well, not just believers, but for anyone, because of course, um, you know, anyone, it, it's there for 
for people to respond to Jesus and to accept him into their lives. Mm. But without the power of the resurrection, and that's what Paul brings out, because in verse 18 he says there, um, you know, it speaks about the hope and of the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, saints, remembering that the inheritance is to God as well as that we are God's inheritance. Mm. Okay. Um, but then verse 9, what is the excellence, um, exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Mm. And so in that verse, the word power is actually brought up twice. Yeah. And, and power sometimes for people can actually be quite a negative connotation mm. because if people have experienced people dictating above them or having this authoritarian father figure, they can't see God as a loving God. And yet the power that God speaks of here is not that kind of power, is it? Yeah, it's actually interesting. I read an article recently. I was thinking about sharing it on The Breakfast Show, but I didn't. But this is the perfect time for it to come up uh, in England as well. The Church of England is currently running a commission into gendered language on the Bible, and particularly with the idea of calling God Father. And there was a, a I believe it was the Archbishop of York. He was like, "We need to change this language. Um, it's problematic." And I'm like, "Why is why is calling God Father problematic? That's what the Bible says He is. That's the, that's the word that it's used both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, in the Hebrew and the Greek. He calls Him the Father." And I'm like, what's the problem with that? And he brought up, oh, well, for people who have suffered from abusive relationships with their fathers, this could be problematic. And I think for me, reading that and understanding that, the key there isn't then to change the language. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that solves the problem. Because actually what we can do is redeem that word for people um, and redeem that concept that, hey, you might have been in a world of sin and but have been through the woes and the wiles of power misused, as we mm-hmm. talked about, or mm-hmm. or bad fatherhood or whatever it may be. But this is where Jesus steps in mm-hmm. and actually, or Jesus, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they step in mm. and fulfill the perfect, most loving, most caring, most optimal version of that. And mm. it's like, despite, and, and this is a testimony I've heard from many people who have been through that struggle, you know, with their parents, particularly with their father, it's, although they had a bad relationship with their dad or they didn't have a relationship with their dad, that God had, that their heavenly father had stepped in mm-hmm. you know, to be there. I've heard there. those too. And it's, it's powerful. It is powerful, isn't it? And this yeah. is, this is I, I love that you've pointed that out. It's like we, you know, again, verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, mm. that he is there offering his power in great assistance and love to his people mm-hmm. rather than using power to lord over or to harm or to abuse his people. Absolutely. And the beautiful thing with that is is because Jesus it's the re- because of the resurrection power mm. uh, of you know of of Jesus that he was raised from the dead. He was then also exalted mm. um to the throne, you know, to the right hand of God we're told in God's word and the beautiful thing is is that because you know that the the, the belief of the resurrection of Jesus is not negotiable, yeah. you know, in yeah. Christianity, Absolutely. and um, and that gives us that hope, um, you know, that that Jesus has risen, He's alive, you know, out of every every belief in this world, Christianity. That's the beauty about Christianity. Mm. Mm. We what's the words? We serve a risen Savior, not somebody that has died mm. and is no longer around, but it's actually a live person 
who is actually in the heavens. Mm. Um, and, and it's, um, yeah, and, and basically what I love there is that it actually says that he's seated at the right hand, which comes from Psalm 110 verse 1 as well. Mm. So the Old Testament with the New Testament go hand in hand. Yeah, I really, I'm, I'm loving this point of the idea of, you know, kind of re- redeeming this and, and giving this like uh, the, the good connotations of fatherhood and of power. Because again, we read in verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? So it says this, then the next words, which he worked in Christ. This is key. Because again, when we're thinking of God's power, it's like, okay, well, what does that look like? Mm. And it points us towards the direction that we should best understand it, mm. which he worked in Christ. It's like, what did it look like in Christ? Mm. It looked like, you know, setting the captives free, um, lifting the oppression of people, as you know, as the Bible puts it, but also healing, you know, charity, and it looked like raising Jesus from the dead. And I, I, I love, I've heard this before a number of times, and I love this idea that, man, you know, when Jesus says, I've come to reveal the Father, you know, I've come that, to reveal God and to show you who God is. And it's, if God looks like Jesus, then that is a fantastic thing. It's, it's mm. great news because we see a God who is kind, loving, compassionate, and amazing, which I believe in the Bible portrays him as always being. This idea of division between the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament is ridiculous. And I'm, I am I think the problem that usually people have is not really God's actions. Well, if they have a problem with God's actions, it's usually the misunderstanding of God's actions, but rather God's standards, mm. because that's what's being portrayed in the Old Testament. It's like, this is God and this is who he is. And the thing, the thing that Jesus makes absolutely clear is that, God's standards haven't changed. Like, you know, not one jot or one tittle will be removed from the law um, unless heaven and earth passed away. Like, this is what the Bible says clearly. Yeah, yeah. But despite all of this, does this mean that God doesn't love you because he has standards? Does this mean God doesn't love you um, because righteousness exists? And the answer is absolutely not. In fact, not only does righteousness exist and will exist for eternity, but unfortunately there is an agent that exists that is counteractive to that it's called sin it's infected all of us it's caused death which is completely against god and his plan and all of those things and god has done his utmost not to just delete it which he wants to do Mm. he wants to completely delete and get rid of sin but rather to solve it and to save us from it Mm. and if that and, and that is all in jesus that is and all if, in Jesus. And if that's what God's power looks like, well, that is fantastic news. Yay. Because it looks like love. It looks like care. It looks like compassion. Yeah. And it looks like a God who is utterly wrapped up in the lives and the well-being of his creation. A hundred percent. And the beautiful thing is, is that, you know, we of ourselves cannot be righteous. Or, you mm. know, in other words, morally right to be right. Mm. Mm-hmm. But because of Jesus, and He's the one that's standing mm. for in in our place in heaven, you know, when we sp- when we come to Him, the thing is that, and and through Him we pray through Him, you know, in the name of Jesus, um, we are made righteous, mm. not because of ourselves, but because of Jesus. Mm. Can I can I read some verses here that oh, really jumped out at me too it. that I really yeah. love? Um, if we go to Philippians chapter three, mm-hmm. um, Philippians chapter three and verses eight to eleven, I think it also brings out exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, these these verses are classic, just amazing. But yeah, uh, I can I can read this one. It yep. says, "Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord." For whom 
I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish Isn't that, powerful? <laughs> <laughs> that I may gain Christ yeah. and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ and the righteousness, which is from God by faith that I may know him and the resu- and the, sorry, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Mm. Oh, that isn't that is just beautiful words? Powerful. I mean, it's just not music to your ears, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but it's also, we see Paul standing here saying, hey, if I may even die to attain this, this, this is, this is the all in all. This is what God has came to give us, to give us, and this is what we are here to receive. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have our final quiz for today. In Daniel 8, which animal wins the fight against the ram? Mm, hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491 we a few animals today. Yeah, that's quizzes. right. Now, I... It's not the same as the last one, by the way, so that's the clue for that one. But I, I think I could, if I can reach into the deep recesses of my mind oh, and, and my childhood trauma. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, maybe my dad has called me one of these animals too. Definitely the, the animal from before, but True. this one potentially as well. Hey, in Daniel 8, which animal wins the fight against the ram? 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you go into the draw to win our prize for this week. 0491-064-669. Of course, the prize this week, Days of Daniel board game, comes with the promise that we will play it with you if we get in your area. My dad definitely called me this animal. Oh. Usually with the stubborn ass before. Uh-uh. <laughs> stubborn. What? The real question is, what was Shell as stubborn as? If you know. <laughs> Which animal was Shell as stubborn as? If you know the answer, 0491. Well, he wasn't right. I'm not stubborn. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, awkward. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show, 0491 064 669. Hey, also got a text message coming in from Trish. She said, turning water into wine this morning, uh, starting my days off with you guys are awesome. Uh, do some Bible study and exercising and juicing, trying to stay healthy. That is awesome. That's Turn- fabulous. Hey. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, Balance of everything. Yeah, that's so good. Hey, Trish, we are glad. I love that too. That she's like, you know, getting into Bible study, you know, waking up with my day, you know, listening to the breakfast show and exercising. And she juicing, is, yes. she is kicking all, she's ticking, she's ticking all the goals and ticking all the Jennifer Skews boxes right here. This is how to be more happy. Do you think she's listening to the delayed broadcast? No, I think she's probably listening to us. Or maybe not. I don't know. Because that was I, we, the answer did, to yesterday's quiz. But we're not up to the quiz section yet, right? Yeah, we are. We just did the last one. Oh, true. We did too. And that was the last one yesterday. Yeah. So maybe whatever she's listening to, well, she might hear this tomorrow. So praise God for her. Because we also have the delayed broadcast. We just want to quickly say, if you're listening to the delayed broadcast and you're a day behind, if you're listening right now and it is a Wednesday for you, you're on the live show. If you're a day behind on the delayed broadcast and you might hear this tomorrow, get the Faith FM app. 
Please, it is the it's best great, way to listen to radio mm-hmm. on the internet. It doesn't drop out. It doesn't fuzz. You re- can, can replay your favorite parts. That's right. Re-listen to parts that you want to learn more Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you will be live as well. So mm-hmm. Faith FM, you can get the app from the Play Store, from the App Store. You can go to faithfm.com.au. You are listening to The Breakfast Show, and we were doing a Bible study in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 to 11. If you want to... Well, we just read that one. Let's, let's, let's work our way through it. Starting in verse Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus for my my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Mm, Lawson, have you ever heard of the uh, folk that have given their hearts to the Lord and have actually been kicked out of their home? Yeah, wow. This... You know, and I think, you know, that kind of crosses my mind for some, there's, there's many different things, but it says, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. And at that time, though, when people lose that and they're, they're mm. kicked out of their home or their families don't want to have anything much to do with them, that's pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but they feel that, you know, that to gain Christ is absolutely everything because you have the peace that passes all understanding you have mm. the joy in your heart and you gain a new family especially Absolutely. when you know when you become part of the family of god mm. there's another family that comes with that i think if we look at that on the flip side as well and how little people will reject christ for mm. you know whether it's it's a it's a job whether it's you know it's some sin or some hobby or something that they're like oh no i just i can't give this up because i would rather do this than receive an eternal an eternal inheritance i i think that is incredibly saddening as well so it's isn't it hey it's amazing to see like the strength of people and and paul certainly lost a lot uh, didn't he? And also when we're talking about power that we're talking about earlier, that mm. comes through Christ's resurrection power and the mm. fact that he's seated on the right hand of the throne. It's Jesus that gives us in the, through the power of the Holy Spirit that we, that, that, that we gain, um, that power, mm. um, you know, to, to, to let go of some of those things that are hard to let go of and actually have the power to, to gain everything in Christ. Mm. And I think of those that the families kick them out from home. God gives them the power to enjoy and go through that. Mm, absolutely. Tinny's on in verse 9. It says, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. I, I want to stop here and look at this passage, particularly the idea of not my own righteousness, which mm. is from the law. Now, the perspective that we can have, there's, there's varied perspectives that we can have on this. Now, there is a perspective that is, oh, what is what this is clearly saying is that we don't need to keep the law anymore because that's our own righteousness and Christ's righteousness is through Christ. And I would say that's not true. And I don't think that the verse is propagating that either because it doesn't say that the law is bad. It just says right. his own righteousness is through the law. The other perspective that someone could have is that this is purely to- talking about ceremonial law. And it's like, oh, the righteousness that is from people that we don't need to no longer abide by is is through, you know, keeping the ceremonial laws. And we don't keep ceremonial laws anymore. We just keep the, the moral law of God. This is what he's called us to do. Um, but, you know, and the moral law is righteous. And, yeah, I also don't think that is necessarily a correct perspective either. Mm. I think what this is ultimately getting at is whether we talk about moral law or ceremonial law or whatever it may be. 
It's that your attempt to keep the law, no matter moral or ceremonial, will not save you. And this is the... That's it. There's not works-based salvation. That's right. Salvation is only through Jesus Christ, and that's why it says, by faith. Yeah. The bad news of that statement is that it's because you are already lost. You already deserve death if you've sinned. That is the case, and there's no amount of work that you can do to get out of that. It's not the case. Like, like imagine, you know, it's like you murdered three people, and then he's like, oh, but I didn't murder any other people for the rest of my life. I was a really good person, and I did really great charitable work. It's like, no, you're on trial for murdering three people, and you're going to go to jail for murdering three people. You know, it's like, oh, but it was all in quick succession, and after that I didn't do any more, and before it I didn't murder people. It's like, no, you're already guilty. You're already deserving of penalty. And there is no amount of good deeds that can come after that that will relinquish the life sentence that you will receive. The sentence for sin is death. Mm. And there's no amount of law-abiding or law-keeping that will get you out of that. The only thing that enables righteousness is through accepting Christ's righteousness, mm, accepting it. his sacrifice by faith, by faith, his power through his blood. Mm. Like that is the only escape that we have of the death of sin. You know, the, the penalties of sin, the consequences of sin, it's through having Christ. Continues on in verse 10, says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection, I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Mm. What do you think conformed to his death? What do you think we see there? Well, I see it very much about dying to self, isn't it? Dying, dying to self, you know, um, when we, we talk about cru- being crucified and the death, it's about dying to self and living in Christ, really. Um, very much there. And, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Powerful stuff. Hey, we have done a fantastic Bible study today. We're going to pick it up tomorrow. We're going to continue on the show. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. That was Leanna Crawford with Truth I'm Standing On. You are listening to The Breakfast Show, and we have no more questions to ask, but only answers to give. (laughs) The best part, hey, for some? That's (laughs) right. Okay, the first one. As morbid as it sounds, in the New Testament, there is one account of people laughing at a funeral, and the funeral was for a 12-year-old girl, although the girl was not identified what was the name of her father. And mm. the answer is Jairus. Jairus. Yes, Jairus. He was, was what was he? He was like a, a, he was a priest or he was looking after a temple there, something like that. He Not was, the he, temple, but he, yep. yeah, looking after a, a synagogue there. And yeah, it's a, b- a beautiful miracle too. Like Jairus being, you could say, a part of like the religious establishment of Israel, but going, okay, look, my only option here is to go to this guy who's been healing everyone. Like that, that's the only way. And so he goes to Jesus and Jesus resurrects his daughter. So that's amazing. Second one is, how is this verse completed from Leviticus 14, verse 34? When you come into the land of Canaan, which I give to you a possession, and I put a case of blank in a house in the land of your possession, was it A, leaking roof, B, leprous disease, C, white termites, or D, black death? And the answer is B, leprous disease. 
Mm. I'm not sure how – did somebody get that one? I'm not sure. I can't mm. remember with that one because we've had a lot of texts coming through today. Mm. Next one, in the Garden of Eden, we are told that the serpent speaks to Eve and tempts her with the fruit. What other animal literally speaks to a human in the Bible? I think, Lawson, you gave this one away because this is the one that had the most responses out of all of our <laughs> – like it was just like bang, 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 one yeah. text after another, and the answer is – it's donkey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just classic. Just, you're, you're, a, it was, it's a couple of things. So, well, I think my dad is a great dad. I just want to say that first of all, he's not like abusive. It's just like, oh, come on, you donkey, like kind of stuff like that. <laughs> we, we had a few sayings. We had donkey, we had pretender. That was like the other one. It's like, oh, you're a pretender. Like when someone would talk themselves up about something, it's like, oh, no, I'm good at this. It's like, nah, you're just a pretender. That was one of them. <laughs> and then the other one, oh, man, we used to, turtle. We used to just call each other turtles all the time. Just like, you're a turtle. And that actually came from my dad's trauma of being a slow runner in school and people calling him turtles. So then we would call each other turtles. So fun. It's like, nah, you're just a turtle. We just have banter. Like, my dad's the bomb. I love him so much. Hey, let's continue on. What's the next one there? I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Who made this seemingly surprising statement? And the answer is... Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. What is he referring to by a sword here? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> okay, okay, throw it back on me. Well, the the Bible uh, is often described as, described right. as a weapon. You know, it's sharper than a two. In Ephesians sword. six, we talk about the sword, and it's That's about right. the Bible. Yeah, it divides. You know, and it's uh, it it divides the word of truth. You know, it's it fantastic. And then we've got the last one there. And Daniel 8, which animal wins the fight against the ram? And the answer is the he-goat, mm. um, in, which represents ge- Greece. I was yeah, going to yeah, say yeah. geese. Yeah. Greece. Greece, yeah. It's, it's the <laughs> More goat animals. there. I'm sure at some point either I've called my dad or my dad has called me this. But uh, regardless, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, the goat there. I love what you were saying. Your dad said, stubborn as a goat, producer Shell. Yeah. He used to say I was pretty stubborn. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Shout out, shout out Ron. Dude, shout out Ron. The question yeah. is, do others think the same? <laughs> no, I, you know, we, are, we are blessed. We are blessed to have Shell, aren't we? By Shell stubbornness. Uh, <laughs> and by her insistence on being the best host. Oh, well, the, no, sorry. The best radio producer that we have. We are mm-hmm. so so blessed to have She's producer Shell. And the fact that she is stubborn, you know, because she'll just get stuff done. She's like, this is the best music. This is the best. This, this, this. And it's, you know what? She's never wrong. It's, it's, it's true. It's just, and I'm just, you know, this, this is building workplace <laughs> relationships right here. This is how you get in the good books of everyone, yeah, by the way. especially the awesome. people who controls, you know, the mics and whatnot. Hey, shout out producer Shell and shout out our listeners for getting a bunch of those correct and just doing a fantastic job answering the quiz today, getting in for the days of Daniel board game, which will be drawn on Friday. So yeah, make sure you're continuing to play the quiz all throughout this week so that you can get in for that board game. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we have come to the end of its broadcasting. But, of course, we have Tazzy Encounters coming up after this. And stay tuned to more amazing programming, and we'll catch you tomorrow as well. Danuta, have a fantastic day. I'll and try to too. as well. But hey, remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again.
for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.